Welcome to another episode of The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this spooky edition of the podcast, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. How are you two doing after binging an entire decades-long horror franchise in just one week? It was a roller coaster. Um, Even as a giant, giant Halloween fan, I've never done all of them in a row. (laughs) And it was it was something else. It was an experience, but we're on the other side of it, and I'm very happy I did it. Ultimately, are you happy, Brian? Uh, well, I enjoyed all those movies with my uh, my big bowl of Jolly Time popcorn. Thank you very much. <laughs> Which is a you you see it in the background of the first Halloween. Um, yeah, I this was really fun, really really fun. I've never I've never done anything like this, to be completely honest. And yeah. you haven't seen a lot of them, have right? Like you no. haven't seen some of these. I was I was telling uh, Charles before that I have seen bits and pieces that would probably probably make up maybe a full like viewing of the films, but never in one sitting uh, other than Halloween three. This this was this was great. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed this so much, guys. Yeah. So if you, you guys haven't if you guys haven't put it together yet for this episode, we've decided the best way to prep for the release of Halloween ends is to watch all 12 preceding Halloween films over the course of a week and then combine uh, our thoughts and rank them from best to worst. Evil's ranked tonight. Evil's (laughs) ranked tonight. Uh, Yeah, and 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 as you guys alluded, we're all horror fans here, and uh, and this turned out to be quite the feat. Um, Something that took me by surprise is that I had seen all of these movies before, some way more than others. But yeah, sitting and watching them in order, and watching, I think the most I watched in one day was three movies in one day. Oh. that was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and when we get to the specific movies, I'll let you know my mindset when I was watching some of these, because some, some were, were more difficult than others. There are high highs and there are very low lows. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, uh, one of the movies was my third in a day. And I was like, oof. Um, but yeah. So over the course of this episode, we're going to start at number 12 and work our way to the very best of the Halloween films. Um, we're going to answer questions like, did John Carpenter get it right the first time and the remaining 40 plus years are wasted efforts? Uh, or all we, are we all secret season of the witch fans who've been waiting for a moment to explain why that film is better than any <laughs> of the other sequels? Um, you know, and how is resurrection the very worst? Uh, we're, we're about to answer all those questions. But before we get to our discussion of all things Halloween, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, Bingeworthy, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else to find your favorite shows. Speaking of shows, speaking of podcasts, new podcasts, and Mike D'Angelo, who doesn't seem to have enough work on his plate, <laughs> you decided to, to team up with Rodrigo and change from yellow stoners to rogue ones is that correct yeah yep um so whenever rodrigo really loves his show he ultimately wants to do this episodic thing where we go week to week we do a bunch of episodes or or interviews to go along with the episodes so uh it it sounds really good up front and then you get into it and you're like wow this is a lot but i'm not i'm not upset that i did it because andor is really 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 good you do know they're like 12 episodes of season one right Totally fine with it. Totally okay. fine with All right. it. <laughs> I was just thinking so like far, Obi-Wan was so like good. six and it's like, okay, I could see doing week to week for six episodes, but yeah, you guys are in it for the long haul and you hey, guys we did Yellowstone, dude. 
I know, I know. <laughs> uh, so you guys have interviewed who now? Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy, Fiona Shaw, uh, the actress who plays Mon Mothma, Genevieve uh, Riley, I believe it is. Um, and then there's a couple others that uh, have been on uh, a well as, as well, Kyle Soler. Um, and uh, I'm forgetting her name. The the Dairy. actress that was in Morbius. I'm trying to remember. Oh, a, uh, Adriana Arjona. Yeah. Adriana Arjona. Yeah. 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 And she was oh. great. She was super nice. I, I'm sad I, I forgot her name there. Well, yeah. So if you guys are listening to this and you're like, boy, I, I really want to talk Star Wars, uh, Rodrigo <laughs> and Mike, they talk all things Andor. And, you know, uh, I have yet to start my viewing of it from what everybody else says. It's really good. It's probably up my alley. So, yeah, I'll be listening. It's, it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so with that out of the way, let's uh, let's get right into this. But um, before I, I, we start the actual ranking, I want to go over the rules for the listeners and and remind you guys how we did this, because this wasn't just us kind of throwing, you know, oh, I really like Halloween. So that has to be number one. No, we actually did a little bit of math here. Tried to make this uh, subjective ranking as objective as possible. So uh, if you don't know, <laughs> I don't know why you're listening. Halloween's a franchise that follows the story of Michael Myers and his quest to murder everyone in Haddonfield, Illinois. Uh, the first film arrived in 1978. And since then, there have been 11 other entries in the franchise with Halloween ends marking the 13th movie. And that comes out soon. So for this ranking, what we did is we watched all 12 movies in the franchise. We ranked them from one to 12, basically giving each a weighted score. So the number one gets more points than the number 12, which gets the least number of points. Then we combined our three lists into a final ranking, take into account our individual scores. Long story short, this final list takes into consideration each of our lists and attempts to definitively rank the Halloween film franchise and ultimately upset every one of us yes, yes. And, and the listeners there's there's gonna be yeah um the the best part about this is that i'm the only one who knows the final ranking as my co-hosts just sent me their individual lists and i did the math and ranked them so mike and brian have no idea how each of us rank the franchise which is going to be extra special and we'll see that in a bit brian uh, i know you screwed us i know you screwed us <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm Not pretty. or deny that Brian screwed us. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, with all that, the, the jargon out of the way, let's start at the bottom. Number 12. Mike, I'll start with you. What's your mm. guess for the lowest ranked Halloween film? I mean, my... Absolute Not your personal one. What do you think the low is Halloween Resurrection? That ding, is ding, the ding. worst movie in the series. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. Halloween Resurrection is our number 12 movie. And for con for context here, uh, I ranked it at number twelve. Mike ranked it at number twelve. Brian ranked it at number ten. Oh Jesus Christ, Brian! <laughs> <laughs> so so I can't reveal. Not where going well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those that don't know, I'll, I'll kind of give a, a basic rundown of where Resurrection fits into everything. Uh, Halloween starts in 1978. Uh, there's Halloween one, two, three kind of goes off the deep end four, five, six, then seven, uh, which was mid to late nineties is H2O. That's when Jamie, uh, Lee Curtis, uh, who plays Laurie Strode returns and then Halloween resurrection. That was kind of a modest hit, not great, but a modest hit. And so they're like, oh, we need to get resurrection H2O was a bigger hit than the first one. As far as gro money grossed, I'm just right. Saying. But that's not saying, mm -hmm. I mean, that was like 20 years later. So. Yeah. Um, of course, it just like, you know, the, the, the new Halloween was a bigger movie too. So mm -hmm. regardless, resurrection comes out and they're like, we need to 
do two things, which I think is why we ranked it. And we'll talk about this movie briefly. Uh, they won. They wanted to end the story of Laurie Strode. Uh, and they do that in the first 15 minutes, which is ridiculous. And then two, they want to kickstart Halloween for the next generation. Now, keep in mind, this was, I believe, 2002. Yeah, it or 2001, like it, 2002. It feels all of 2002. And it is the most 2002 movie of all time. This That's has, a good way to put it, yeah. <laughs> this has, uh, after they kill off Laurie Strode, the real movie starts with Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks as <laughs> TV producers who think it's a great idea to hire young aspiring actors, put them in a... Uh, put them in the original Michael Myers house and have cameras strapped to them and record a reality show. Um, and of course, Michael Myers shows up and kills him. Um, but yeah, so so Mike, you have very strong thoughts on this movie. I've Tell me why this is the worst movie in the franchise. It, it is just, it's it's so bad. It's It's just written so poorly and you you look at the director you look at rick rosenthal who was actually a director in the series before he directed halloween 2 which has its fans as well so i won't say where i ranked it but still it, it's infinitely better than resurrection i'll just give that much um this one makes no sense it just kind of takes uh well i'll, I'll tell you why it makes no sense the writer <laughs> you're flabbergasted the writer who was in the room with mustafa akkad the grandfather of halloween and we're gonna we're gonna mention him a few times over this the many times Mm -hmm. yeah uh was pitching halloween sequels and mustafa wasn't liking any of them so he pitched a movie that wasn't a halloween sequel and just planted michael myers in it Mm -hmm. and this was that movie (laughs) yeah um so it was yeah it's a, a reality show movie where they're making a fake reality show to you know tape pe- students going into the the Myers house and then yeah obviously the Myers uh of it all uh Michael kills them all and except for Buster Rhymes who you know fans loved so much in the test screenings that they rewrote his scenes to kick Michael Myers ass over and over again and unbelievable with kung fu Wait, is that with true kung fu that is true they gave him oh carte launch on whatever he wanted to say or do and that is what happened in the reshoots. So basically, Buster Rhymes' ridiculous character, what is his name again? Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Freddie Harris. I was going to say, I think it's Freddie. Um, yeah. So uh, he's either an exposition machine or he's just over the top kicking Michael, Michael Myers' ass or yelling at Michael Myers. And Michael Myers just takes it. Yeah. Because fan yeah. screenings. Uh, or test scores proved that they liked that character. So everyone went, well, let's just let him live because he was supposed to die. Uh, But no, uh, everything is just like, it just doesn't make any sense. It retcons the, the successful uh, movie that it follows. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's talk about, uh, I want to, I want to talk about that, give it more context. So uh, we'll talk about H2O more in a bit, but Basically, H2O ends with Laurie Strode presumably chopping off the head of Michael Myers. And the reason was because they had already planned a sequel because uh, Mustafa Akkad had a, a rule that Michael Myers could not die in the movies. That was the producer's rules. You can do whatever you want, but Michael Myers has to live. Jamie Lee Curtis says, I want to kill him. They said, okay, cool. You can kill him, but we're going to have a big reveal in the next movie that that wasn't actually him. 
and, and keep that secret from Jamie. And we're going to keep that secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they filmed this whole other ending during H2O that they held on to for resurrection and then played it at the beginning. And and it basically it, it makes the the very emo well, I wouldn't say very emotional, but the emotional end of H2O irrelevant. It puts a whole new spin where it makes uh Laurie Strode a murderer, which is nuts. <laughs> and then they kill her off in 15 minutes as if she's just like set dressing. So she that they could get her the- brother after trapping him with a mechanical thing around his leg. Yeah. And then <laughs> says, I will see you in hell. Yeah. And then yeah. drops into the darkness. Like like Black Widow and Endgame. It's it's unbelievable. And uh yeah, so so yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense. It does make sense in the way that they just were like, we're gonna keep this going with or without Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. And that's a bummer, obviously. But uh then they they you gotta also have context here. A lot of people who listen might not be our age, but when this movie came out, Busta Rhymes was huge. Yeah, he, but was he was kind also of a replacement. He really was, cool yes. right? But but th- that's the type of rap there was. It was very much that Puff Daddy or P Diddy rap, where it was all about you know almost like silliness. It wasn't very serious. At least that's not what the popular rap was. So Buster Rhymes was huge. They they really were trying to push this for whatever reason. Like Mike said, they they apparently test screenings are terrible. <laughs> but he watches Kung Fu, he does Kung Fu. And yeah, the movie is just, it, it's the technology's dated. It's almost like hackers in that you look at it now, and you're like, this is yep. ridiculous. Yep. She's using a uh, Palm Pilot, yep. which apparently has a cellular connection, um, which, I, you know, a Palm Pilot with a cellular connection was reserved for very, very well-to-do businessmen in 2002. It was not used by uh, kind of ditzy college girls, uh, is what yeah. I'll say. And that's the um, best thing you could say about Sarah Moyer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Brian, just quickly, what do you think of Resurrection? Because you did rank it higher than than we did. So you uh, you didn't like it, but obviously you didn't hate it as much as us. Yeah, exactly. Like there are, I, I consider there to be worse movies than this, but it's still, this movie still sucks. Um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, everything Mike said, I, I'd forgotten. I just saw this movie. Uh, you know not that long ago and i forgotten about the kung fu stuff and i'm like oh my god i'm replaying that trick in my head (laughs) okay and here's the thing like i'm i'm watching this movie i remember at the time like not really now i i stress the words at the time 2002 i remember not really minding buster rhymes back then no he had a song called called fire that i really liked um but (laughs) i'm watching this movie and I'm, i'm I'm like trying to wrap my head around like, do I like him here? Do I like what he's doing? And then he delivers that monologue at the end about Ugh. like, and it's just like, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're so, we're so far off the deep end here. I, I call, I consider this a first take movie because when all these actors are showing up, I couldn't believe Thomas Ian Nicholas was there. I, uh, the guy fresh off of American off. pie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the guy from Save the Last Dance. What was his name? Sean Thomas. Sean Patrick Thomas. Who yeah. really must have had a contract dispute because I don't know if you guys noticed the opening credits. It's like starring so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. And then it's special guest appearance by Sean Patrick Thomas. Oh, really? Oh. I didn't notice oh, that. Yeah. I'm oh. like, ooh, this guy worked out a special deal. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Katie Sackoff yeah. as well. Satchoff. Yes. yes. Is it they, they misspelled her name or it's a different spelling. It's oh, sad. Yeah. They really. Yeah. That's about how much attention to detail was paid to this. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
I remember when the the opening scene happens with with her, and I remember thinking like, okay, I I know that this movie is about this reality show. I knew that going in, but yeah. The, so this opening scene probably is like th this isn't really happening. This is not real life. This is probably part of the reality show somehow. Uh, no, no, oh, it has nothing no. to do. It's so no. oh <laughs> it's no, such a uh, non sequitur to the rest of the movie. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. And, and what's funny is if you look at all the marketing, the uh, the posters for it, when you I, I watched it, I paid VOD prices for this uh, on the VOD. It's a picture of Jamie Lee Curtis standing in front of Michael Myers. They use Jamie Lee Curtis as the star of this movie. And yeah. it's such uh, it's yeah, it's terrible what that they did that. Going. It's such a scam. OK, uh, yeah. we got a lot to talk about. So I want to I want to cut it short there. Cool. Needless to say. While Brian liked it a little bit more than us, we can all agree this is a terrible movie. Don't waste your time. Yes. yes. Uh, next one, I think we're going to breeze right through because I don't know if we have a whole lot to talk about it, uh, is Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. Uh, mm. Just quickly, I ranked that number 11. Mike ranked that number 11. And <laughs> uh, Brian ranked that number 9. I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. So uh, just for people to, to give a quick backstory on this, uh, back in 2007, Rob Zombie gets the keys to the Halloween franchise. He does uh, a Halloween movie, which we'll talk about in a, in a little bit. And then that movie is pretty successful, mainly, I think, because Michael Myers. And also at that point, I don't know if everybody remembers, but horror reboots were kind of the it thing. There was like Texas Chainsaw. There was a Friday the 13th. They were working on Nightmare on Elm Street. All these were happening and and so uh halloween was like kind of the, the new one and that did pretty well so halloween 2 gets greenlit and it's bananas it uh continues the story of the rebooted laurie strode who kind of similar to other halloween sequels has kind of a, a weird link telepathically in visions with with michael myers and it's just it just leaves you thinking like what the hell was rob zombie thinking yeah the, the title I gave it on my ranking was Rob Zombie's White Trash Halloween Part 2. This time we did mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's, 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 all, that's all that really needs to be said about that. Brian, do you have a quick thought about Halloween 2 by Zombie? You know, I, I don't know that I've seen much of Rob Zombie's filmography, but even so, watching this and the other one, I, I just, this is a Rob Zombie movie like this is the this, rob zombie joint yes yeah, yeah. like I, I i've never seen you know most of what he's done but somehow i knew that this movie hits all of the zombie beats yeah uh, and, and people and people still uh you know like those movies i think we yeah i think people listening might be surprised they're so low in our rankings but there's a whole generation similar to like the star wars prequels that look at these halloween movies like they're good um mm -hmm. i i don't yeah. necessarily think my my taste align with those people but you know yeah, my tastes have changed quite a bit since these came out. I was on board for these movies just because yeah. I loved Halloween so much. And I probably would have ranked them higher in my ranking if I didn't rewatch them because I haven't rewatched them in so long. Mm -hmm. But man, these do not age well for my tastes now. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so with that in mind, let's just breeze past this. Let's go to number 10 because number 10 is Rob Zombie's Halloween, the original uh, reboot he did in 2007. Uh, Mike and I both had that ranked number 10. Um and Brian had that ranked number eight. So we all we all kind of feel that this is slightly better than I would say it's a lot better than the second Rob Zombie movie. But that's not yeah. saying much uh, for me. And and Brian and, and Mike, you, you called it White Trash Halloween. Yes. Uh, it, that is very apt. It's very odd that this movie is structured the way it is. Rob Zombie basically 
took John Carpenter's idea and said, oh, that, that original Halloween's great and all, but what we didn't know is why Michael Myers did what he did. And yeah, let's it's go that, into why Michael Myers is why he is. Or and and it's one of those things where you, you, by straddling the fence, by, by removing that mystique, you run the risk of making him, and I hate to say it, relatable and sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Rob Zombie realized that by showing so much of him as a kid, you make as he's picked on, he's, he's abused. You make it like, oh, this poor kid never had a shot. So that when he does go psycho, uh, you're like, why? Why, like, poor guy? Which is not what you're <laughs> supposed to be thinking during the Halloween movie yes. um, as he's murdering teenagers. But that was my, my takeaway is that once you ruin the mystique of Michael Myers, there's just nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that are the worst on my list are tend to be the ones, the bottom half at least, are the ones that try to explain the most why he yes. is the way he is. Um, so yeah, the, this is one of those that really goes hard on the backstory and I have no interest in that. And and it's it's abrasive. It's it's one yeah. of those movies like the first, it's 45 minutes of, of prequel basically. And, mm-hmm. or maybe even longer, it might be like 50, 55 minutes. But needless to say, it's, it's, um, Brian says he hasn't seen much of, of Rob Zombie's movies, but I have, I've seen them all. And this borrows heavily from House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects in the way that oh. Rob Zombie loves dirty, like literally dirty, yeah. trashy horror. And it's just like, it doesn't fit with Michael Myers. So, I mean, he, it, you can give him this. He made it his own. Um, did he? Well, so that's, I wouldn't almost, I, I would almost be better with it if he did make it his own. Cause what he does is he gives you those 45 minutes. I mean, and then Halloween he does two is his own. Yes. But, but Halloween is yeah. 45 minutes of Ram Zombie and then a tribute a sp- to the John a speed run, a speed yeah. run through the original Halloween sure. where it's it, uh, down to the, the, the same uh, lines of dialogue. I not to show my cards too much, I have a Halloween tattoo and my Halloween tattoo is Michael Myers wearing the sheet over his head with the glasses. Mm-hmm. And oh. I love that. It's such an iconic image in my brain as a kid. And, and there's still in this movie that it comes up and she goes, like what you see. And I was just like, ew, no, you don't get to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Holy words to you. Yeah. That's, also, that's also my 12 year old nephew's favorite part. He just got to see the first Halloween. Oh, I'm sure it's a oh, lot of young kids. He favorite parts. Ghost. He loves the ghost. Right. Part. Not the well, ghost, I thought the ghost that was, part. A, well, he says it's the ghost, but no, he's genuine. He is okay. genuinely lying. He's genuine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're, we, this podcast, not huge fans of Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween stuff. Sorry, Rob, Robert well, Zomb. Really quick, I just, I actually would have probably enjoyed this movie a whole lot more if they just took the Halloween name away and just, I mean, this could have been maybe a somewhat interesting, maybe a little forgettable, but uh, slasher film, you know, that we, like have, you guys it said. It takes too I, much from Halloween. To that's the problem. Like I said, the, the, problem. the first 50 right. minutes of it, it's like, okay, where's he going with this? And then once he settles into that John Carpenter remake territory, it's like, oh, yes. and, and it just, it doesn't work. Once you... Once you show too much that backstory, suddenly the the original Halloween story it loses its its impact, yeah, or shock, I guess. And mm-hmm. and Mike, you are a hundred percent correct. Like, I don't want any explanation here for any of this. Like, just make him this this monster, this this wall, and like that. Yeah, seriously, I think can we agree it was half the movie that we spent analyzing his background and showing all the oh, yeah. Loomis stuff and oh, yeah. Jesus. 
that's the other the other cardinal sin of this movie is that it's over 90 minutes Ooh. once you start approaching two hours in a horror movie you better be damn good yes. otherwise it's painful amen okay amen. so uh moving on uh this is where things kind of get tricky in our in our ranking system because we have our first tie oh boy yeah uh we have tied for eighth place is halloween three season of the witch Mm-hmm. And Halloween Six: Curse of Michael Myers. Oh, well, technically, it's Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. The Curse of Michael Myers. Right. Whatever. It's six. I, they I, took I give six that out literally because they didn't want to be associated with what happened in five. Right. So, uh, just just for I, I'm sticking with Halloween Six, just so people who may not know the subtitle, the the Curse of Michael Myers, might know where this ranks in the or where it sits in the timeline. So let's uh, let's talk about where we put halloween six first um i had that ranked at number seven actually mm-hmm. uh mike had that ranked at number seven and <laughs> brian had this is what this is where brian's trickery comes in mm-hmm. brian had halloween six ranked at number 11 below resurrection oh, the rob zombie yeah. movie. i mean i don't begrudge people for hating this movie it makes sense so so here's some quick uh context Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers, um, stars Paul Rudd, introducing Paul Rudd, um, literally uh, says pa- that. Paul Stephen Rudd. Paul Stephen mm. Rudd. And he he plays the grown-up Tommy Doyle, who was one of the survivors, a kid survivor of the original Halloween. And he's turned into a weirdo. He loves spying on the old Myers house. <laughs> he loves listening to weird radio. He loves just not smiling and talking like this. Yeah. yeah. And, and so <laughs> yeah. uh, Dr. Loomis has retired and is living in the woods, literally. And yeah, it picks up where Michael Myers is back mm-hmm. and he's out to, to finish what he didn't finish in four and five by killing Jamie Lloyd. Little does he know that there's a new kid involved, a baby who falls under the creepy protection of Paul Rudd. And uh, yeah, it's it pays off a lot of what's come before, and we'll get into the thorn stuff a little bit. But um, mm-hmm. it's it's a weird one because here's here's why I rank it at number seven and not really really low. Uh, I like everything up until the last act. I like Paul Rudd in this. Mm-hmm. I like where it sits in the story of uh, of Michael Myers and Halloween. But once they get to that cult of the thorn. And they bust out those silly uh, robes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is this has gotten a bit much when they talk about runes and whatnot. Yeah. But up until then, I'm really, I'm all in. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. So it, did you watch the producer's cut or the regular cut? I've watched the regular mm-hmm. cut because not everybody has the producer's cut. Mike D'Angelo. I have many, I have multiple copies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, so I watched the original cut, the, 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 regular normal vod cut of this so the the green ooze cut where he gets stabbed in the neck with the green ooze and then paul red beats him with a pipe at the end oh is that the one you're talking about is that the one i saw because i what happened in what i saw is that he trapped him with runes in a circle that's the producer's cut what that's the producer's cut oh i watched that's the one that's on vod then interesting I yeah, like so. that they have that one on there. It makes it makes a little more sense than the theatrical cut because they just hack that to bits. Um, but the, the the father of Jamie's baby of it all is where you draw the line and you're like, what the fuck is yeah. going on with this movie? 
So this movie is a is a weird. It sits in a weird place, not just in the the timeline of Halloween, but also in horror in general. It's mid nineties. It's a rough time for horror. The eighties were kind of a, a peak, and then this is a valley where they just didn't know what the hell they were doing. Yep. And uh, this is a movie where they just it was very low budge. And uh, and Paul Rudd's fine, but he's he's, he's young Paul Rudd. He's not the <laughs> you know, adorkable Paul Rudd that we have today. It's his first movie. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not quite grungy. Um, there are grunge moments. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of the Beavis and Butthead jokes that are made. Um, but yeah, Brian, what did you, why is this worse than resurrection? That's what I want to get at. The, the thing of the thing that it actually shares with resurrection. I mentioned that resurrection felt like a one take movie. This one feels the same way that like, they gave this movie like all the scenes have one take and that was good enough they're not gonna not gonna even try to reshoot any of this and that's why you they know they did have reshoots i know <laughs> I, I i i like here's the thing like paul rudd i love but it's clear that yeah like you said his acting chops were not were not there yet um <laughs> Although I could have watched him trying to knock down that door while Michael Myers watched for hours because he just looked <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's just like, yeah, again, we're, we're explaining too much here. The runes stuff, like, I don't care about this. I did love the... Uh, it was the runes that stopped him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Paul a pitch Rudd, perfect Paul Rudd. That, that is, is very good. <laughs> Uh, I did like the uh, the mid nineties uh, computer. Anything anything mid nineties oh, yeah. on the like, oh, yeah. you know, internet yeah. is is all, already going to get a bit of a bit of a pass for me. Which is also why I should want to say really quick why Halloween two gets a small pass. It has nothing to do with the internet, but Weird Al Yankovic. Come on, guys, we're forgetting <laughs> yep. we're forgetting a saving grace there. Amen. But anyways, uh, this one, yeah, I, I I seem to recall like. Did this did get a theatrical release? I, I thought oh, it was yeah. just direct. Oh, yeah. None of these yeah. were were straight to DVD. No, Some no. came close oh. to being, and Resurrection should have been, but yeah. H2O was too successful, so they just released it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just I don't know. It it just felt unfinished to me. Okay. Sure. Well, it's just it's it's weird. The Cult of the Thorn stuff, which we'll talk about more, it basically gets introduced briefly in four gets briefly explained expanded on in five and then it felt like they just had to like it, it felt like this is a weird uh a weird correlation but it felt like star wars the the sequel trilogy <laughs> where they set up some stuff and had no clue how to pay it off yep and yeah. then which is i think literally what happened and then they're like well i guess it's this and yeah. you know and it turns out to be you know the worst possible choice <laughs> and and it <laughs> And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's a bummer. But um, yeah, and and to me, some of the stuff like the timeline with Jamie Lloyd doesn't make much sense. Um, no. She's way older than she should be. And well, she's supposed to be 16. Yeah, she looks about 25. 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she and has a kid. What, you want to know and... the sad thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Harris was going to play Jamie Lloyd in this. She got herself emancipated because she was 17. Oh, I think I read this. That's right. Like she was an adult. So she got herself legally emancipated, moved out of her parents' house to get this movie. And they offered her like $5,000 or something for the movie. (laughs) And it cost her more than that to get emancipated. So it was just like a big middle finger to her. And then what they did to her character ultimately is just. Yeah, it's terrible. 
it's an insult and not just that at least daniel lloyd did get a a prominent part in halloween uh zombie version um jamie lloyd oh yes you mean daniel harris yeah daniel harris yeah she uh is a teenager when she was about 45 in that one i'm kidding she's only like 45 now but um no it's she was a lot older but she's always got that baby face but yeah uh, so let's let's move on from the curse of Michael Myers to uh, what else tied for eighth place, which is Halloween three. This is where things get a little interesting in the rankings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with Mike. Mike ranked Halloween three uh, down at number nine, calling it season of the uh, I'll just let you say, what did you yep. call Halloween three? Season of the Let's Rip Off London Bridges Falling Down and Shove It Down Your Throat Repeatedly While Poorly Remaking <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Abandoning Michael Myers Show. Yes, two and a half stars. Right. <laughs> Much he ranks time. at number nine. <laughs> Brian ranked Halloween three at, do you want to reveal? Dead last. 12. Ooh, look at that. So how did this tie for eight, you might ask? Well, thanks to me, I ranked <laughs> Halloween three at number four. Yeah, you did. You, I you did. did. So here's here's where things get interesting. So Halloween three in the timeline is not in the timeline. Um, it. After the success of Halloween 1, they immediately rush into Halloween 2, which takes place. It was not a rush. Well, no, it's like three (laughs) years later. Yeah. But they released Halloween 2, but they set it like just like uh, some other movies. They set it immediately following the events of the first one. And they kind of end it with just really nowhere to go. And John Carpenter was done with the franchise. They literally Um, burned Michael Myers. They they, like, they like, like his eyes are gone. Like everything's just like. He's toast. Well, uh, they decided, well, John Carpenter, what would you do with Halloween? And he's like, I'd make it an anthology. And that's what they did. For the next movie, they went with an entirely new story and an entirely new universe. They referenced Halloween as a movie that came out, uh, what, like 10 years before, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's, it's playing on one of the TVs. Oh, not 10 years before. It's only like four years before. Yeah. And... It uh, tells a story of this. This is weird. People follow me here if you haven't seen the movie. It tells the story of a factory in the middle of nowhere, an Irish factory that makes Halloween masks, but then puts little discs on the back of them that are actually mind control units, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they're going to sell them to a bunch of kids around the world, around the country. And at 9 p.m. on Halloween, they're like, wear your masks and watch TV because we're going to have a special giveaway. And what they're going to do is they're going to play a song, which does kind of rip off London bridge and kind uh, of, yeah, I know it's the same. <laughs> um, and they're going to, uh, they're going to kill the kids basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's weird, man. There are androids, like literal androids in this. There are, um, <laughs> a doctor has sex with a victim of a death like it's it's bonkers but here's why i like it because i'm going to defend this movie they went for it man they really went for it (laughs) john carpenter clearly was like this is what i want this franchise to be i want it to be different and they very easily could have had another slasher movie they could have had a possession movie they could have gone in a number of directions and what they ended up going is like twilight zone where they just decided to mix sci-fi and occult and all of this to it's basically the anti halloween michael myers movie it's incredible in that sense uh sure the acting's not great the special effects aren't great it's 1982 um and you know it's it's the execution's a little lacking, but I I I think it's a, a valiant effort. 
I wouldn't put it last. I'll give it that. Okay. Oh. So Mike, you put it, uh, where'd you put it? Ninth. So to be honest, I ranked it's better than six, white trash Halloween. I, I ranked six, five and three at two and a half stars. And I really at any time they could be interchangeable as far as quality for me. So I, it's not necessarily that I think six and five are better than right. Halloween three. Okay. Brian, why is this the worst Halloween movie? Guys, it makes me sad because I I did kind of grow up with this. I probably said on one of our episodes, like within the past year or two, that I really enjoyed this film, but it was the only Halloween movie I really knew. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I saw the Mike and I saw the 2018 one, and then it started to open my eyes a little bit. It's I love really that you sad. had never seen the first movie. We <laughs> asked well, things to say about that. Um, oh my god. But anyways, like, yeah, I don't know. I just, it, it's, it was heartbreaking when I came to that realization that this just, it, this is just, I mean, yeah, it's not, it doesn't belong here. You are right, Charles. They really, they really did go for it. And there are things about this movie, little things that I really like. I, I've said it before. I think the final scene where the very yes. last moment is so good. The it ending is, is a great the ending, ending is solid. Yeah. The ending is incredibly solid. But the rest of it is just, you know, there's just take take the Halloween name away. I, I understand the motivation here and the original plan. And it could have been kind of cool to see the Halloween franchise take on this anthology style as, as time went by. If that had been a success, it would have been kind of, I don't know. I, I wonder what other Halloween movies would have looked like. So that's that's what I'm going to, I'm going to, universe. I'm going to pitch a theory to you guys. Mm-hmm. I think we'd look back at this movie as revolutionary if they would have never gone back to Michael Myers. Because yeah. if they would have stuck with this anthology series and then in 2018 decided, let's go back to, to Michael Myers, we would have been like, whoa, it would have made 2018 even more impactful. And we would have maybe gotten oh. some really interesting, you know, over the past 30 years, some really interesting stuff in between. That's true. But, you know, we, we won't ever know now because, you know, because they didn't make enough money. It didn't make enough money and they retreated, yeah. man. And the only reason I put it last, I think, is just because it doesn't belong. And I, it was fair really, enough. This was hard for me. I, I just didn't know. This was the only one where I just didn't know what to do with it. So just by by default, uh, to the bottom it went, which is is sad. I am a little heartbroken about my beloved Halloween three. It will be beloved, but it's just yeah. You, I'll give a hearty up. salute to Tom Atkins in this movie because yeah, God yes. damn it, is he a great alcoholic douchebag doctor? Yeah, <laughs> he just is so horny for that lady. So horny. Oh so my horny. god! Yeah. His kids are begging. His ex-wife is so mad because he keeps bailing on his kids to have sex with a stranger. It's yeah. unbelievable. Who is, who is Annie from the first Halloween? If you did, I know his. Oh, well, his ex-wife. Yeah. Yes, his ex-wife. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and there are a couple more homages. There's uh, an uh, uh, an operator, like a phone operator, who's Jamie Lee Curtis's voice. Um, she shows up in another voice part two. Uh, but yeah, so there are some homages, but yeah, it doesn't fit. But you know, it's an interesting I, take. As a kid, the sure scene is. where that woman is tinkering with the patch. What did and I say? It activates um, the. Let me think here. Yeah, the little the little patch thing. They yeah, call it, it shoots a laser beam into her mouth. Yeah, yes. that's incredible. Like, 
that that really bothered me when I was. It I should know, really bother yeah. you. It's a horrifying special effects they use, yeah. like all practical. It's incredible. But that but was yeah. the car crushing scene at the beginning, which might be the worst death <laughs> in the Halloween well, series. So here's the thing about <laughs> yeah, that: when you watch true. it and you don't know what's happening, you're like, "This is weird." But then when you find out that it's an android, you're like, "Oh, that works." Does it? It does. <laughs> he reacts how an android would be react. Like, oh, guess I'm getting crushed. <laughs> Uh, and also shout out to the old man from RoboCop, the actor who plays the old man. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, is the big Dan bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. All right. So moving on, number seven in our rankings is uh, probably not controversial. Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers. Um, this is the middle part of the what people call the what do they call it? The Thorn trilogy. Yes. Uh, the Jamie Thorn. Lloyd story when when she picks up after Laurie Strode. Uh, this is a weird one for me. I rank it pretty low. I ranked it number nine. Uh, Mike ranked it number eight and Brian ranked this number six. This is, uh, I think I was a little harsh on this more so than you guys, but I think it's pretty middle of the road. Um, I remember liking this a lot more as a kid yeah. uh, than I did six it now five, as an adult. I liked a lot more as a kid. Yeah. yeah and, and for me, the telepathic thing is just ridiculous what they did to jamie lloyd in this movie is uh is is pretty bad because they they end halloween 4 we'll talk about that in a bit but they end halloween 4 with such a stark kind of shocking image and then they they again with the retcons they they retcon that and the the way they explain it's really stupid the telepathic telepathic thing is really stupid ultimately yeah. what it boils down to is this is one of those um this was like number three for me in a day that like i told you guys i watched three i watched three four and five in yeah. a day and then no i was point. i was checked out i was completely <laughs> checked out of this movie a lot of this rests on dominique othen and gerard who is the director of the movie and is a freaking moron like yeah a literal moron. I sent you guys some texts or, or beforehand of like things he said about the movie defending it. And they're yeah. the stupidest things you've ever heard. Um, just great stuff. I don't know if you've uh, talked when he was talking about the sexual part of it, like people are criticizing the sex and they're like, they're innocent, but with sexual desires and then feeling of guilty. And then if you're guilty, you die. And that's Halloween. That's that's the premise. <laughs> and that's his his quote. God, so yeah. many quotes like that from that moron who had no idea what the you know what the series was didn't understand the characters that were beloved in it he just murders off rachel right in the beginning because he didn't like blondes he wanted a dark-haired protagonist yeah and for, and for reason. inexplicably her best friend turns into what should have been her role yes um, the annoying it, best friend yeah she's awful can i just tell you she is awful what's yeah. her name wendy kaplan i think she's <laughs> so horrendous oh my god she's not good yeah and poor yeah. uh J- jamie is rendered to being mute literally uh it's hey just... but i th- I thought she was on the other side of the spectrum i thought she did great Daniel she was Harris. she was good for what they gave her uh but boy they, they gave her a big pile of shit and we're like you know try to make this memorable and to her credit daniel harris she really does it's just they they really just uh they screwed up that entire story so yeah. much yeah i blame the director really yeah. i do yeah and so uh, we're going to breeze through that. Like I said, unmemorable, botched uh, yeah. middle part of a trilogy. Number six is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, the beginning of the Thorn trilogy, and the debut of Daniel Harris as Jamie Lloyd. I had this ranked uh, 
Number eight. And you horrible person. Mike Ooh. had this ranked number four. Mm-hmm. And Brian had this ranked number four. So I'm going to preemptively defend myself here. I remember really liking this movie again as a kid because this was prime Charles, you know, being subjected to horror at a really young age and scarring him for life stuff. And I thought I really liked this movie until I watched it and I realized what it was and that it was the kind of unsung reboot of the franchise. Yeah, it's The Force Awakens of Halloween. And it's it's not... It's not what I wanted or what I remembered. This is a beat for beat redo of the original Halloween, but with a worse cast. Um, Again, Daniel Harris is good enough as a young actress, but it just, it just, once I realized, oh, they're just replacing this beat for beat for what happened in 1978. I was just completely, I was done with it. See, that's, that's the thing where people like compare this to Halloween and force awakens to star Wars. And they're like, it's beat for beat the same. That is not the same movie. Okay. It's literally not the same movie, right? Like Laurie Strode isn't in this movie, but you have a young blonde girl in high school who really wants to, you know, go out, but she has to babysit. And it just so happens that the Tommy Doyle in this is a much bigger role and she invites her friends over. It's basically the same movie, dude. All right. The Tommy Doyle is Jamie Lloyd. Right. I, I think you, you, that's that what you're getting at. Yeah. Jamie Lloyd's the lead is how I see it. Right. That's what I mean is that it's, it's, it's Halloween. If you made Tommy Doyle the lead. I don't agree with that. Cause that's Halloween six. Okay. Literally. I'm, I'm speaking figuratively, <laughs> not literally. If you make the little kid that Laurie Strode is babysitting the lead of Halloween, you get Halloween four. And that's just not an interesting movie to me. I don't know. I just love the the eightiesification of you know Halloween. Yeah, just, it's not even fun eighties. I think it's a really fun eighties. This is no. like a Stephen King movie to me. Like I I don't know the the, the town feels a little different, and I like yep. that. Yep. Yeah, it's one of those that goes back to basics. Understands yeah. that you don't have to define everything about Michael Myers and just let him kind of be this. Um, you know, he's at his best when he's this mysterious force of nature, just painting tapestries of blood across the town he grew up in. And yeah. that is what he's doing in part four. Uh, and I, I love the 80s of it all. I love uh, so much of this movie. I think Daniel Harris is great. I love Ellie Cornell as Rachel Carruthers. There are so many yeah. like great little things that the Reverend Sayer that picks up. Um, oh, he's Loomis, awesome. <laughs> he is so so great. I I want to watch a movie of Reverend Sayer yes. tracking down whatever evil he's tracking down. Yeah. Um, that would have been a better movie. Here's the thing: <laughs> the the mask looks silly. Yeah, uh, it's I will the give worst. You that. Michael, Michael Myers, Myers is is like a weird. It's Pat version of yeah. Michael Myers. But even <laughs> yeah. despite that, I love this movie. Yeah. So I think that I think you guys have rose colored nostalgia glasses, which I get. But no, I just rewatched it. It's still awesome. I just saw it for the first time. <laughs> I I just I think that this movie uh is is on the bottom half of this list for a reason. Well no. in my mind. And I just think it's it's just uninteresting. Oh the, man the people dies tonight was- crew originated in this movie i get that ah yes <laughs> i get that i i totally understand i saw where the halloween kills stuff comes from but yeah yeah i just i didn't i didn't i don't think this is the fourth best halloween movie i'll say that much i absolutely do 
I just Both want to say the reverend, the reverend, the reverend was also the hobo, uh, the train, the train hobo from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yes, I knew I recognized him. I knew it. <laughs> uh, any last thoughts about four before we move on? It's, I, it, it's it was an fun. Excellent film. It was really yeah. fun. So, so uh, four and five sit in the middle of our list, and I think for a reason. I think four, five, and six deserve to be six, seven, and eight in our list. Okay. So, with that in mind, we're top five now. Mike, what do you think's number five? Uh, Halloween two or kills. Mike, number five is Halloween H2O. You mm. gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for ranking purposes, I have H2O at number six. Mike has H2O at number three. And Brian has H2O at number five. Mm. So... Just for context, again, six, seven, and eight do the, uh, or not six, seven, eight, I'm sorry, four, five, and six do the Thorn trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't doesn't end on a high note, I guess is the best way to describe it. So uh, Mustafa Akkad, right? He's still yep. around at this point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. decides that the best way to uh, reignite this franchise is to is to bring back Jamie Lee Curtis. And Actually, do a- Jamie Lee Curtis's idea was this whole movie. Yeah, it's she, 20 years she later. She thought of H2O. Oh. She thought of coming back herself. She volunteered all this. Right. Is that true? Oh, wow. So John Carpenter was supposed to come back, too. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. give him, like, the he wanted 10 million, million or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a John Carpenter move. He's like, I'm playing video games, but if you give me 10 million, I'll come back. They're like, oh, thanks. Cool. We'll, we'll pass on that. Dial tone. Wait, uh, hello? <laughs> John? So, yeah, it's 20 years later. And this is where shit gets interesting in the Halloween franchise. Because outside of number three, everything existed in the same timeline. Mm-hmm. Except for this movie, which this movie decides, screw what happens in four, five, and six. Well, three, four, five, and six. We're going to bring back Laurie Strode and have it that she faked her death and is living as a different person as a a teacher at a, was it like a private school, boarding school sort of situation? Yep. In California. And she's about to marry a new guy. She's got a kid, Josh Hartnett. Um, Dreamboat. he this is peak josh hartnett with his silly hair this is and everything. his debut yes. my friend yeah and really what this trilogy or these this series was really a springboard for a lot of people wasn't yeah, it? Really was. yeah and so uh it's it's right in that scream era of horror where yeah, it's all about written by kevin williamson yeah, yeah. well yeah. yeah and it's you feel the scream all over this and yeah. i think that's why mike loves it so much love it so much <laughs> so i'll let mike defend this movie because uh i think brian and i rank this correctly <laughs> yeah i just i this is one that i have a real soft spot for i was in let's see when did this come out 1998 so i was in middle school when this came out um and it was I the first Halloween I saw was the first movie. And then I saw six and I saw H2O. So uh, this is one of those that I just kind of fell in love with Halloween in general. And I'd already seen Scream and I really wanted to see more movies like Scream. And this was a lot like the Screamification of Halloween. And there's Josh Hartnett. There's Michelle Williams. There's Jamie Lee Curtis is back. LL Cool J is killing Adam it Arkin, heartthrob that he is. Yeah, Joseph fucking Gordon Levitt getting crazy with the stick at the, <laughs> the beginning of the movie. Uh, yes, there are four different masks and a fifth CGI one, or maybe that was the fourth CGI one. But it's 
a really tight like 88 minutes it just goes 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 through uh this like uh, it's not even uh it, it is a course correction for the series but they didn't intend for it to be this like four five and six didn't happen there's actually a deleted scene where where they uh, mentioned jamie lloyd dying exactly yeah. oh is there oh. Has a, a freak out and like pukes in the bathroom and um so it wasn't intended to be that they just it, the the edit ended up making it that way so right. i always like looked at it as four five and six had happened you know Loria just faked her death and this is you know still in that timeline when i was a kid i mean now you look at it there's so much here's like, here's what i'll say about that shit show i'll give them it, that yeah. here's what i'll say about that if if four, five, and six exist in this timeline, I rank it even lower because that makes Laurie Strode so unlikable <laughs> to just abandon her daughter kid. and kept her son. Yeah, yeah, that is where it really like the big question marks pop up. Yeah, yeah. so I I view it as the third reboot or the second reboot in the franchise after four, mm-hmm. and this was them trying to to homage uh, Carpenter by twenty yeah. years later. But it's the scream of it all that really just bothers me. They, it, I don't think it, it tried to do the PTSD a little bit with Jamie, uh, Jamie Lee yeah, Curtis. She's constantly drinking and medicating herself. But it, it's such mm-hmm. a it's such a low hanging fruit version of PTSD where it's just like okay, yeah, it's nothing like the 2018 movie, right? And and so I would have ranked this higher had the new uh, the new films not come out, obviously because they wouldn't exist, but. Also because I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis in this franchise. And this was one uh, that I saw in theaters and I was like super jazzed about. But uh, yeah, I in in hindsight, in context with everything else, it's it's lackluster. Brian, thoughts? Um, you, I mean, you're right about the scream of it all. Um, it's, it's just interesting how like every time this franchise course corrects a bit, the atmosphere changes. Um, it just... It, it feels very mid to late 90s. It, yeah, it feels like Scream. I know what you did last summer, but it does have that great scene. I'd seen it before, but that scene where they've come face to face through the door yeah. is yeah. incredible. Yeah. What a great moment. I knew it was coming, but even so, I was still just, I couldn't help but smile. Like, that is so good. There are two um, scenes. There are two scenes in that movie that are so good that one, they had to do it twice, which is the Michael Myers letting himself down by one arm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Off a pipe on the ceiling. It's like such an iconic image of him just like slowly doing like a one arm pull up, like the reverse of letting yeah. himself down. They do that in resurrection again, which I yep. think is hilarious. But um, yeah, and, and the looking through the door is great. The little like yeah. porthole door. Oh, it's yeah, that in the big ending. If resurrection hadn't, you know, completely screwed it, it, it would have been a really huge definitive ending within the franchise. Yeah, yeah, because they always said, like, how do you kill Michael Myers? You cut off his fucking head. Yeah, exactly. Even though, not to get all macabre and weird, but I hate that in movies, how easy it is for heads to get lopped off. They do that a lot in this. I noticed this in the franchise where Michael Myers just, like, chops off heads with a butcher knife. It's like, yeah, buddy, getting through the spine with a butcher knife is a bit much. Um, And an axe, the same thing. It would take a couple swipes, but whatever, you know, it's a cool image. (laughs) Or uh, I won't even say it. Yeah. All right, so now we're top four. Here's where things get interesting. Mm-hmm. Here's our second tie. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let Mike 
guess what the two movies are because he created a tie. Yeah. Late edition, a change to his list, Brian, that we didn't tell you. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I rewatched so, 2018 and Halloween Kills today, and I moved Halloween Kills up my list. And it is tied now, I'm guessing, with Halloween 2. It is. Yeah. Uh, tied at number three is Halloween 2 and Halloween Kills. We'll start with Halloween 2. Uh, Halloween 2, I ranked at number three on my list. Uh, Halloween, we're talking the, the 1981. Yes. yes. Uh, Halloween 2. Um, that was ranked on Mike's list at number six. Yes. Yeah. Halloween 2, a.k.a. Horny Old Buds, Halloween Hot Tub of Horrors. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Halloween 2 for Brian is number three. So Brian and me really, uh, we both had number three. We, we originally, this movie was a solid number three, but because you um, raised Halloween kills, it ended up tying with, with two. So mm-hmm. Halloween two get. is uh, like we alluded to earlier. It picks up exactly right at the end of Halloween 1978, where Laurie Strode uh, is alive. Loomis shot five times. Was it? Six, uh, well, six seven in the first movie, but he says six in the second yes. movie, if you want to get nerdy about it. Yeah, um, and and uh, <laughs> it's the old, he's not dead yet sort of thing. Here's where Halloween 2 kind of, I, I get why Mike has it ranked low, is mm-hmm. it's not great. It drags um, in the middle. It, it really does, hard. it does. John yeah. Carpenter was not in a good state of mind, I'll just say that, when this he movie was being movie. made. Well, he he just was not interested in yeah. doing more Michael they, Myers. They contractually forced him into writing the movie. <laughs> and then they changed it because they do yeah. the infamous thing where they introduce that Laurie Strode is her or his uh, sister, Michael Myers' sister, yeah. which doesn't make a lick of sense. Well, he, um, he was on board for that. He wrote that in and even put it in the like TV reshoots of the first movie. I, ooh. I oh. thought in an interview recently he said he was against it. Yeah, sure he was. Because that's but in it, the TV reshoots. Here's, here's what I'll say about Halloween 2 and that era of John Carpenter. Uh, mm-hmm. Substances could have been involved. <laughs> and he yeah. had he was in the middle of a run of p- pictures that were yeah. incredible. That I think are the greatest decade of movies ever um, by one filmmaker. So I give him a pass on this. I believe John Carpenter. Halloween 2, so like I said, takes place right after. Michaels is alive. He's tracking down Lori because she was, of course, course taken to a hospital. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, I guess hilarity ensues. But no, like death death (laughs) ensues. Brutality, just absolute dark kills. It's very dark. And uh, here, I'll let you explain the bud stuff, Mike. (laughs) Why is it called? Why it was... Uh, what did you call it again? Horny old buds, Halloween hot tub of horrors. <laughs> yes. Why is it horny old buds, Halloween hot tub of horrors? Because that's always the main storyline I take away is that Bud is just horny and wants to get his dick wet, and literally he's chasing. He's chasing all the nurses, specifically one uh, uh, more than most. Karen, but I think, finally, was her name. Yeah, he finally gets her down in the like rehab tub, and they <laughs> it gets turned up to eleven, and you know she gets dunked into it a million well no he gets killed first because he he gets killed naked old bud has to get out to adjust the temperatures just beautiful stuff yeah one of the the more iconic scenes of the the movie for sure yeah there's a whole weird subplot where an uh an orderly or whatever falls in love with Lori, 
Yeah. And, and then you <laughs> it never pays off. It doesn't. You have Bud saying you don't fall in love with the patients. You got to go after the nurses. <laughs> like, okay, Bud. Horny old Bud. <laughs> so, uh, so, Brian, what are your thoughts on Halloween 2? Because you had this ranked number three also. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you just mentioned that the, the bud death, I, I loved that, that, that image of like him getting killed silently behind, I I assume soundproof glass or something um, in the other room. Um, Literally there's an open doorway right next to it. Okay. There is, there's no silent bullet or like silence glass or whatever. Okay. Either way. I love that. And I loved her dunking in the, in the hot tub death. Um, I little moments like when she's saying when she's like when Lori is in the hospital and she's saying don't don't knock me out please like it's just little things yeah. like that like whoa she's really not doing great um, I I I, <laughs> I love the last Starfighter and because Lance Guest <laughs> is essentially playing uh, the same character in this movie right down to the freaking afro um, <laughs> like I, I I was happy to see him I was surprised I didn't know he was going to be there um and it does drag but um i don't know it's just got it's got good kills and it it's got charm to it yeah and the kills yeah. surprisingly enough they screened it for a test audience it wasn't brutal enough according to uh john carpenter so he oh. reshot a lot of the kills and added more brutality um, oh. and a lot of people Great. gave this movie shit because they thought john carpenter would never do that when in fact he was the one that shot a lot of that stuff yeah so um i i want to i want to get through halloween too because here's why i think it's kind of fitting that halloween kills tied it is that they're basically the same movie right <laughs> like <laughs> um halloween kills yeah. picks up exactly where halloween 2018 left off laurie strode's in the hospital and where it deviates is um Kills this has a message. Kills tries to have a message yeah. and kills also, uh, you know, starts stealing. It, then it starts kind of going off the deep end where it's like, you know, we've got the, the, the riots from the town of Haddonfield wants to evil dies tonight, all that. Mm. Um, but it's kind of funny that these both basically start with the same premise, but go in kind of different directions. Yeah. Um, for ranking purposes, I have Halloween kills at number five. Um, my we had a whole we're gonna not talk about this very much because you can go back a year ago um two years ago where we broke down halloween kills um and i basically said what i'll say now it's a long epilogue to 2018 halloween it's basically a glorified extra on the blu-ray that was turned into a full movie it just <laughs> it's, it doesn't have enough plot to justify its existence so i had that number five the reason why it's so high uh forwards <laughs> big john little john Big John, little John, baby. Uh, I love them still. Indeed. But also, David Gordon Green knows how to to make a a scary Michael Myers. And Michael Myers is scary in this movie. So I had a number five. Mike also had it at number five with his revised rankings. Mm -hmm. Um, Brian, without giving away anything else, just give me the number. Where does Halloween Kills rank for you? Uh, Numero dos. Wow. Number two. So. Yeah, which uh, any quick thoughts about Halloween Kills? I'll go with Mike because, Mike, you you basically changed your opinion on it. Yeah, yeah I mean, honestly, I had a lot of your opinions rattling around in my head before I rewatched it. So I'm like, this isn't going to be good. I'm just going to watch 2018 <laughs> and be super psyched. And then Kills is going to bring me down again and I'm not going to be excited to watch ends. But really, I kept like checking like where it was in the movie, like 30 minutes in, an hour in. And I was still like, I'm like, I like this movie. 
like it's different and it's not perfect but it's it's really got a good like vibe to it david gordon green knows how to make a halloween vibe and he does some interesting stuff like i'll give him that i i know a lot of people were upset that Lori was kind of secondary in this movie yeah she's very secondary in this movie but i kind of applaud him for trying something different and trying to say something about um you know fear and what it does to a complete community and how even you know right at the beginning in his bar scene anthony michael hall's tommy doyle is he says that all they have to do is uh what is it it's it's like not acknowledge the fear uh and and give in to the fear to to let it win and as the movie goes on you see them kind of giving in little by little and to the point where it's like over the top running through a hospital to chase this dude down but that part of it really made more complete sense to me it it was a better arc the second time around when i was picking up on all the little things uh and and the gradual like nature of how much like groupthink can influence people to just kind of go overboard and uh how ultimately they're making michael more powerful they're giving him more powerful giving him more power excuse me by giving into this fear and just going over the deep end with this evil dies tonight bullshit and groupthink <laughs> and yeah. pressure like all this fear that they're doing into i thought that was really interesting it's not perfect for sure it's it's kind of muddled but still you put that in a halloween movie like what the hell man all of, none of these below that had anything to say about anything except for like babysitters going to die yeah uh, so or whatever it is so i'll say this i think halloween kills does have uh, attempts a message and and that's you know valiant in its effort but uh <laughs> it's 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 not a great message in my i mean it's a fine message i just think it's kind of silly uh the way it's executed and then the ending of this movie is is terrible in my mind um it it takes what i love about what they did in 2018 by making him a real dude and then i i hope they explain it and ends but they, he basically survives a uh, just a fuck ton of violence and gunshots mm-hmm. and everything and kind of slaughters an entire mob and it's it's silly um so i'm, I'm that kind of lost me and and the fact that Lori strode is on this movie is is a crime um brian any quick thoughts on kills i just like as i look at these different you know sub you know sagas within the larger franchise this one to me felt just the most like like just a natural extension of its its predecessor and i i mean like four five and six just there's a lot of stumbling that happens obviously zombie had the same issue there's just there's so many like uh potholes that these films fall into but i just felt like kills okay where you know the the momentum is still we're still on the right the right track here um and leading into ends so well um yeah, there's issues. Like I agree with you that that Lori's not in it very as much as she should be, and all this other stuff. But I just felt like, yeah, I, I is it? It's I think obviously ends not my favorite. But it. I think ends might reframe it in the context of everything. Like I wonder, yeah, trilogy. Here's here's yeah. what I'll say: if if ends kind of picks up the pieces and and ends well, then it might uh, give me a better context for this movie but i don't know if it'll save it i don't think it'll make it like incredible for me but okay. you know i've i've i hate 
I've got it ranked at number five. That's saying something, um, especially when you consider what's above it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't hate it. I think it's better mm-hmm. in a lot of the stuff we talked about today, um, but it's, it's just not great. Uh, and a letdown after 2018. So oh. with that out of, uh, with that done, we're in our top two. Mike, what do you think number two is? Uh, it's got to be 2018, right? You'd got to be wrong. Oh it's- boy. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Number two, Halloween 1978. Okay. Wow. I ranked it number one. Mike ranked it number one. Brian, where did you rank Halloween 1978? <laughs> well, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, I ranked it, I believe it was number seven. And yes, indeed, it was number seven. So Wait, here's he ranked wh- Halloween yep. 1978 at number seven. Here's what he ranked higher. Very much so. This is what he ranked higher than the original John Carpenter Halloween. Halloween five, Revenge of Michael Myers. H2O, Halloween four, Return of Michael Myers. Halloween two, the original. Halloween kills and Halloween 2018. All in Brian's mind are better than John Carpenter Halloween. Completely correct. Look, so one and two with 78 and 2018, I get, you know, people arguing about that, but putting it at number seven, motherfucker, that (laughs) is, that's just plain evil, my friend. (laughs) Guys, this movie is dated. Oh my God. Okay. So put context in this, Brian. You didn't watch this as a kid. No, 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 no. So when was your first time watching this movie? Uh, a few days ago. Okay. A few days ago. And and again, I'd seen, you know, parts that you could assemble into not the whole movie, but a, a good good portion of it. But sitting down and watching it through for the first time, I just I was wasn't 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 enjoying it. And it was what, what's it wasn't the big horrible. flaw? What's the big flaw? Um can I guess? Yeah, yeah. So I I when I saw this, I was horrified. I have something to say. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, but I realized that a few years ago, uh, my brother-in-law, who shall remain nameless, I said, <laughs> you love horror movies like I do. You need to watch the original Halloween. He is significantly younger than I am and had never seen it before. He watched it and he came back and said, that shit was boring. Oh. And I was, I was horrified. But yeah. I'm guessing, Brian, you think something similar. Uh, that is one of several things i was bored yes um i think about it came out in 1978 there were amazing films with such awesome acting uh up until that point um i watched this and this just feels like some weird student film that you know it pretty much it, was it was you, made for yeah, three hundred twenty thousand dollars. yeah yes you can see that i i it's it's interesting how like some of these characters and the actors who portray them do tend to get better as the films go on. I would say uh, good old Donald Pleasance uh, gets better as time goes by. Um, Jamie Lee, yes, she gets so good. I mean, the crescendo is like unbelievable to where we are now, like how good she gets. This one, yeah, it's her first movie, but I also don't find that to be an excuse. Like she's just, again, I I would almost consider this to be another sadly one take film like let's just move on we've got we've got what we need here in this scene oh her looking over her shoulder right here yeah that's perfect uh her her blank stare right here that conveys no emotion whatsoever uh fine oh we can barely hear her in this scene perfect on to the next one 
I know I'm uh, ripping it apart. There are worse movies. There Brian, are worse movies here. Brian, can you yeah. agree that this is the greatest horror score ever? Um, well, uh, after hearing the theme for like the five millionth time, I was kind of like, I did. Maybe this was- created the theme. This, yeah, this is the OG. That's I, like that's like I listening know. to Oasis and then listening to the Beatles and being like, "Oh, I'm so sick of the Beatles." <laughs> I know, and and I this is again the movie gets automatic passes because it is the first one. I I can't argue that Carpenter knows what the hell he's doing with a synthesizer um because that's what he's using right he's using some sort of a keyboard or synthesizer to to make this um i can just picture him just plunking away and this is a piano right like i mean or a keyboard yeah and Mm -hmm. he's great he's he's great with these things but um i don't know really what brought donald pleasance to the table is his daughter was a huge fan of the score of a uh, assault on precinct 13 so he said yes because he needed the money and that that's that's literally why he said it he, and, the other and, issue, gentlemen, is that I did not watch this movie first. I watched the other ones first, and then I came back to this one because I had a feeling this one's probably not going to hit very well, and my suspicions were correct. You're so, a terrible person. You are a terrible person, Brian, and you're wrong, <laughs> like factually incorrect. This I can't movie, breathe. I can't breathe. This movie is incredible. <laughs> it's Not only is it the best horror score ever, it might be the best slasher of all time, it invented well, it well, didn't it, invent it, but it no, redefined it. It redefined the genre of horror in a time when slashers before that were like Black Christmas and uh what was the only other one? Psycho. Psycho, maybe, yeah. It yeah. was it, it it I mean it added Halloween to it. Like obviously it was gonna be just the babysitter murders before that, but like mm-hmm. the fact that it added Halloween to it, the iconic like the the shots like through the mask in pov mode for the very beginning is like what um but but then we see the pov of him killing uh killing that girl and she's just like sister oh michael yeah oh michael oh you know the end it's like oh my god this is amateur hour right here literally Um, yes it was but it was amateur hour it was making an amateur movie that was head and shoulders above everything that predated it so we're giving it a pass just because it i I mean, I, I know I just said that like it gets it gets a you know an automatic like you know moving on to the next round because because it is the first, but I also don't believe that's an entirely valid excuse. Like I I wish I would have seen this one when I was so younger. I truly do. I'm, really I'm trying do. to talk in music here because you understand music, Brian. Clearly, you don't understand movies. Um, <laughs> it's like listening to uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Okay, the most like middle of the road metal band, milk toast, butt rock metal band ever. And then listening to Black Sabbath and thinking, well, this one sounds really like crunchy and it's not produced as well. And these guys don't sound like they know what they're doing. That's a good comparison. I'm not going to argue with that. And you're like, no, but Black Sabbath created it. Like they were doing things in Halloween 1978 that nobody was doing before. John Carpenter did the POV Steadicam. Yeah. And he did it on no budget, no budget. And then it went on to be the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. I guess, again, it, it go, we, then we're going to get, if we can take all the technical aspects away and I, I will, you know. The, we're John not taking Carpenter, technical aspects away. We're saying they're the best technical aspects. 
they, and it the, does so things, much with so little. It's a mastery yes, of tone. Dude, that, that, and I agree with you. He, John Carpenter, in a lot of ways, is pretty untouchable. Guys, let's get back to the cast again. They're just <laughs> not trying very hard. I'm not just talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm talking about her friends, too. When they're walking on the street and just talking about, you know, their babysitting plans and shit. I'm like, guys, like, you, do you even understand the words that you're saying? Like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the cue card is right over so there. So real girls can't you know, talk about okay. what they're actually going to do. In they the Mike, can. Mike, can they you do can. a big fact, a fact check for me? Yeah. Was Daniel Day-Lewis available when John Carpenter called him in oh 1978 for this? Uh, let me, oh let me look it up real quick. Let me call Daniel. Uh, <laughs> let me text him here. Oh, he told me to fuck off and that he wasn't alive or something like that? Or, <laughs> Is he know. making shoes? No, he yeah. wasn't alive. So here's the thing. <laughs> you aren't going to get Jessica Chastain and <laughs> Tilda Swinton <laughs> time and, and Kate Blanchett to play teenagers in a slasher movie in a genre up until then was pure schlock grindhouse schlock this this genre itself is built on no-name actors and directors yep <laughs> oh brian i've been waiting brian, all day know, to yell at you you're making great points i just just didn't have the best time maybe i watched it maybe i watched it wrong maybe i should have started with this but <laughs> i also it wrong i also feel like i <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if I watched it first, that might have made it the experience even more difficult because so then like oh in God, the rewatch order that you watch things. Wait, what did you watch things in? What order did you watch things in? I started with four because I knew that three was fuck? such an outlier that I knew that four was the start of a new trilogy. And having seen a good portion of the first one and the second one thought let's just start with this brand new, fresh movie. And that was that was a good start. I, I did rewatch three uh not long ago so i was still pretty fresh with that but but four was yeah um <laughs> you, you, I, you, <laughs> yeah you're disappointing me you're i know really, really i know disappointing i disappointing me that is a slight screw up but i i, I don't know uh, we badger you but we love you brian i i knew that doing it in this in this format was going to bring the best and the worst out of you and it really did. We like because I knew I was like, I know Brian's not gonna rank it like me and Mike are. I and I'm sorry. I really am sorry. No, no, don't I be know. sorry for your own opinion, even though it's wrong. Just you know, <laughs> even though it's absolute shit, and you should, you know, shoot shoot yourself in the leg for it. But you know, you should apologize to your children. You should yeah. wake up your children right now and I say, mean, Daddy's sorry like, for ranking Halloween at number seven in the franchise. <laughs> Mike, at Mike. At some point, if we do a Halloween ends, uh, we're not. You know, You've ruined okay. Halloween. Okay, fine. The ho- the holiday, not that just the and they won't screen it for us, but still, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they will. We just it's it's we're not going to get into that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, regardless, obviously, guys. Though again, I didn't rank this. You know, it, it's towards the middle. You know, it's not the worst. It's the bottom one. half. It's just. <laughs> Here's the bottom here's my, half. Here's my assessment. It's a movie I saw once. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Mike, when you yeah. found out when, because here's to pull back the curtain a little bit, Brian sends in his, uh, his list. Mm-hmm. I'm horrified. Yeah. I, I go to our group chat and I say, Oh boy, not going to say anything, 
but wow. And Brian basically knows what I'm talking about. And Brian fesses up. I can't wait to talk to you guys about this. I think I've got opinions. Did you in your mind think that the opinion was Halloween 1978 was number seven? No, I, I, I was afraid <laughs> no. he was going to rank the Rob Zombie ones really high. Oh, <laughs> I almost like I was almost like not wanting to put them on the list because they just don't just like three. They don't belong, but yeah, they do to. belong. But yeah, they do. They do. Sure, they do. All right. Um, so with that out of the way, the number one movie in our combined oh. ranking is Halloween 2018. Yes. I had it ranked number two. Mike had it ranked number two. Brian had it ranked number one. I rewatched it this morning. It is a great, great movie. Great movie. Um, so I don't begrudge you for ranking it so high, Brian. Thank you. But man, 78 at number seven. I can't get over it, man. I can't get over it. So here's what I, I thought. I thought for sure... <laughs> That Mike and I ranking 78 number one. I just knew Mike would be, agree with me that this is the greatest one. Yeah, it's, I it's thought, one of my favorite movies of all. I thought yeah. no matter what, Brian's could rank this at like number three or four. We're still going to win. <laughs> no, he ranked it so low that he screwed up the entire ranking. I know. Damn it, Parker. <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Halloween 2018, I, it, it's a good movie. It's a There's great really, movie. We yeah, can I all agree it. it's a great movie. Um, completely shocking that it's a good movie. I I think if you're a fan of this franchise and you live through Resurrection and the Rob Zombie ones and you weren't sold on the Rob Zombie ones and as you know, I never was, but I understand why some people enjoy them because it's kind of a more modern take on the franchise. This one came out of nowhere, man. It really did, right? Blumhouse. Oh, yeah. David Gordon Green, who is not known for horror. Yeah, and of Danny any kind. McBride. Yeah. These guys come along and, you know, Laurie Strode's back. They're like, oh, we're doing the reboot cool thing where we just pretend the, the sequels never existed. And we're like, oh, really? And they, they knock it out of the park. There's just no two ways about it. It's brutal in a way that even the first Halloween I don't think is as brutal. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I'm thinking about the opening when he's just bashing somebody's head so much like teeth fall out shit like yeah unbelievable stuff and mm-hmm. the PTSD stuff that they tried to do in H2O is handled so much better with much more yes. nuance yes um, the teenagers are great too well you have that things about, you have things about grandmother Oh, it, well, yeah, I will say I hate that Allison, her Lori's gr- granddaughter, continually calls her grandmother. Yeah. Uh, yes. But even so, she works in this movie and her friends are great. And yeah. her dad, played by Toby Huss. Man, I got peanut butter on my penis. I love Just Toby Huss. love that <laughs> oh, guy. Great. If you love Hold and Catch Fire, you love Toby Huss. Yes. Yeah. He's, oh, good Check call. him out in Cop Shop because goddamn, he's great in that movie, too. <laughs> He is great. Um, fun fact, it, you mentioned the the cast with the teenagers. Uh, I'm looking up his name. Miles Robbins. Yeah. The son of Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. Yeah, there you go. No way. Another oh, one. Man. Another one. Yeah. Terrific. Will Patton's killing it in this movie. They yes. bring Nick Castle back for some parts. And not- the music is incredible because the they brought back amazing. John Carpenter and his son. Yes. I love the like guitar slides that they do. Yeah. With the, the theme. So great. Well, I've, I've, I think when you read John Carpenter talk about the movie, so to give a little bit of context on how this all came about, John Carpenter was brought back, but he didn't want anything to do with writing the movie or directing or, or really providing much. He wanted to give kind of, you know, approval for sure. 
and and also he wanted to write the music but he didn't really want to write the music he wanted to get his son to and he was just going to help contribute and that's kind of how they do things with these movies is um carpenter is there to oversee his son but his son's doing a lot of the the heavy lifting and i think it's great it's really good yeah mm-hmm. i love it um yeah so halloween 2018 is our number one movie uh, <laughs> i don't know how but i get it and i are- have to say the the experience of seeing this movie mike i saw it with you and yeah. i'll still remember like asking you like during the movie like just little questions like oh what's this or who's this character like Shut i just need a little th- yes <laughs> <laughs> but i remember like that that like i now I've, every year for the past four years now i've i've thought about that and it's just it's a good memory and mm-hmm. and it was a good way to to really officially start things because again up to that point it had been all all halloween three so then i then i realized what the <laughs> that the grass truly was greener on the other side it's it's yeah i i have uh halloween 2018 is one of those movies that blew my mind when I saw it because I was expecting so little um, from just mm-hmm. everybody involved. And <laughs> I was so pleasantly surprised. Keeping my Blumhouse was best known for like paranormal activity and shit like that before this. Not, yeah. not a, uh, not a strong show. I mean, they released some big hits, but just like, ugh, like modern but jump they, scare shit. They also owe their model to Halloween. Correct. True. Because yeah. guess what they do? Low budget. Uh, young directors, no, no name yeah. actors. Yep. You know, Brian, oh, we could we could nitpick this to death. <laughs> uh, before I will die on this hill. Through, I think that's what the kids say. <laughs> I'm just going to drive right by whatever Brian's thinking and say before we wrap up, like the complete ranking thing. I do want to shout out uh, our contacts at Shout Factory and Scream Factory. Yes, for please do. Off. All the 4K uh, editions that they released last year, the one through five, and this year, the 95 through 2002 box set, they're all great. Brand new 4K uh, remasters, like with the original negatives. They have Dolby Atmos stuff. They have a bunch of new extras. It's super awesome. And I'm very, very, very thankful that they did it. Uh, I mean, this was a a very interesting experience because I'd never done one through 12 in such quick succession. And man, there were high highs, like I said, and low lows. And when I hit like the end of six and then you're starting to second guess everything. Yeah. I was like, man, this is going to be a, is this going to be a tough sit as a huge Halloween fan? Am I going to get, am I going to be miserable through the rest of this? Oh God. And H2O happens and I'm like, oh man, I love that movie. Good stuff. <laughs> and we're and back. <laughs> the Rob Zombie and then Resurrection happens and the Rob Zombie movies. And I'm at the lowest of the low at that point where I'm just like, God, I do not like the Rob Zombie movies anymore at all. White trash Halloween, whatever you want to call it, just yeah. brought me to my knees. And this morning I was just like, I guess I'll just watch 2018 and Kills just to get ready for the new one. And those really brought me back to life. Like, yeah. I'm really glad I did that. They're so, great movies. I can't wait to see how the trilogy ends. I was talking with my wife about this because she just laughs when I say, like, I'm going to watch the entire franchise. Yeah, and, my wife is acting like I'm a crazy person. She refuses to watch any of them. One thing I told her is, wow, when you do watch these in succession, like you were saying, you realize that by and large, this franchise isn't that great. Hey, there <laughs> You know, compare it to the other franchises that have this many movies, like Friday the 13th, like Nightmare on Elm Street or Polter, not Poltergeist, uh, Hellraiser. Yeah. 
it's here's what here's what I'll say the best franchise. I would I would argue that maybe you could look at Nightmare on Elm Street as a stronger uh, franchise in heavily total. Um, because they they really the way they they morph Freddy in the later movies is pretty great, and even schlocky stuff like Freddy versus Jason is I think pretty good. And uh, then you have like New Nightmare and stuff like that. Um, and then Friday the Thirteenth is obviously a ripoff of this, and yeah, uh, yeah absolutely, it, it has a rougher beginning. I think uh, the original Friday Thirteenth, as good as it is, is kind of like the Halloween three of the the franchise, where you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Especially for people who aren't aware of it, they think Jason Voorhees is the killer. Um, spoiler alert, he's not. And um, that one goes on for far too long. There are really rough entries. Jason X is terrible. Um, and yeah, so I would say Halloween as a franchise is up there. Thankfully, the, the newer movies help resurrect it a bit. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but I, I still I still would argue that maybe Nightmare on Elm Street is the stronger total franchise. But I'm not going to re- disagree. Here's what here's what I can promise you. I'm never going to do this again where I sit and I watch an entire <laughs> franchise in a week. Yeah, I maybe think that's dumb. Maybe Scream, huh? Well, Scream's like half the movies. Yeah, it's five. It's five movies. Yeah, that's. I'm talking like we got to talk those decades long ones, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I tried doing a rewatch of every Friday the 13th movie like about two or three years ago, and it just got oh. to the point where it was so monotonous and mm-hmm. plotless. Yeah. Because those movies really are the same. It's just like new teens, well, bunch of sex, kill, kill, kill. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically like they were like, well... We want a slasher because Halloween was so big. What's another freaky holiday? Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Boom, done. Um, <laughs> and then they had, you know, April Fool's Day. They had one. They had Silent Night. Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day. What else did they have? They had a lot of different holidays that ultimately mm-hmm. were horrified. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all that to say, uh, uh, it was a good franchise. It is a good franchise. I think that you just are once you hit four five and six you realize those thorn movies aren't really holding up as much as you wish hold they would have on four my friend hold and damn then tongue. the zombie ones are are hard to watch and resurrections hard to watch so you end up with like five solid movies maybe six and the other six or seven are just rough so yeah yeah there are definitely some lows but i mean it would the highs wouldn't be as high my friend if you didn't have those lows that's true this was zombie being just a mean asshole and dirtying everything up then you wouldn't appreciate 28 you sound like fucking alfred from dark knight or whatever what is it the dawn (laughs) is darkest just before the dawn yeah exactly and it was and it was yeah um So yeah, I think I think this is a good time to wrap up. We we went long on this one, but you know we had twelve movies to talk about. I think that's a record for us. Yeah, true. and uh, if anything, we watch these movies so you don't have to. You can sit there <laughs> and you can go and be like, I only want to watch 1978 Halloween two, 2018 yeah. kills and H two O, and you'd have a pretty fine little marathon there. Um, four, why not? You know, no, don't, don't throw in four. Trust me, four. four, five, and six forgettable. You don't need to. Um, and then you can, or you can do a we did, and then you can have arguments about what the true timeline is. You can have <laughs> arguments about, you know, was Jamie Lloyd? Uh, did she give her? Uh, did she get her her send off that was deserved? Or you know, which Lori Strode is the real Lori Strode? There are all mm. kinds of shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, guys. Thank you for talking about Halloween. Uh, yes. We are excited. Uh, 
some of us more so than others for Halloween ends. Um, <laughs> not sure that we'll podcast about it, but um, I think it's safe to say it would really have to kind of completely shit the bed for it to be uh, low on our rankings. And it has the potential to be like really, really good. So here's the hoping. All right, guys, we'll be back soon with some more shenanigans. Uh, hopefully you'll have one more horror focused show for October. Um, yes. But yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah everybody go watch halloween ends go buy shout factories re-releases because even a bad movie with atmos and 4k is pretty fun so yes yeah. true they look great they sound great it's true all right have a good night guys and uh thanks for listening uh-huh.